uh, a whole lot more. But on to bigger and better things. SEC tournament coming up, and today we get the SEC honors and all that kind of fun stuff. What was your thought when you saw Jerry Stackhouse as the co-coach of the year? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that surprised. I mean, I, you know, I think I said this a couple of days ago. I think you could have made the case for four guys this year, and I don't remember how many years recently we've been able to say that. I think it's usually been a pretty clear-cut deal, but I, I was curious if he would be included because I think mean, he could have made the argument for him. Um, and, you know, obviously, kind of sharing the honors with Buzz Williams and Texas A&M, who I thought would be the one that would win it by itself. But I, again, I, I'm not going to you know, be upset about it just because I think it's, you know, even if you're not a, a Vandy fan, I mean, it's one where look at what he's done. I mean, he's, he's led them to a, you know, that kind of record and put them in a position uh, that they're in right now. And um, so I think you'd absolutely argue that he's coach of the year material. Um, you know, we could have said certainly Nate Oates at Alabama. I mean, they're going to be a number one seed, Dennis Gates at Missouri. Um, but yeah, this was a really, it was a really good year for candidates. And so, for him to to be in there with, with Buzz Williams, that that definitely says something about what I think his peers think of him, since this is a you know a coaches voted type award. So, do you think you think he should have been co? Because I I went back and looked at a lot of these awards, and the it seems like Vandy gets a lot of co awards with their coaches. I think the <laughs> last two was Kevin Stallings, and they were both co with other coaches in the Southeast. Doesn't seem like Vandy. I think the last one was. Um, I, Fogel, I'm forgetting his first name, I think, but uh, uh, yeah, Fogler. Yeah, Fogler. Rick Fogel is uh, from uh, what is that? McLovin from uh, uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Fogel. But uh, I think oh, he got the award too. Yeah. So yeah. So he got, he got he was alone. He was the sole awarded. But Jerry Stackhouse gets the code. You feel like Buzz and I saw USA Today. They put uh, Nate Oates as as they or sorry, not Nate Oates. Uh, Missouri's head coach up there yeah. so it, it does seem like it was a tight race this year well I mean I again I don't get a vote I always say that it's like this is a coach's vote I like to always make that clear because you know how this works sometimes on Twitter I'll put this out there and people think that I am like voting for the SEC that's that's not how this works um but I would have voted Dennis Gates at Missouri because I think when you look at just kind of the roster itself and um basically had a ton of new guys came in and uh, you know, they were they were picked in the lower part just like Vanderbilt was. And, um, you know, again, both of those teams overachieved. So I think you make an argument for either guy. And, you know, I'm not surprised that Nate Oates would get that award either because, I mean, again, look at, look at what they did this season. I mean, it is certainly something, a very impressive feat uh, for a team that was picked, I don't know, fourth or fifth in the SEC. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing with voting, and I'll tell you this, just as someone you saw, like, I will. I hate awards. Like I just hate doing them. Like trying to put them together because the reason you see so many co-winners is because eventually it's like this is so frustrating that you know let's just give it to both of them. Now I don't know if that was the case in a coach's vote, but I'm not surprised that it was split to the point that those two would share the award because I would also not be surprised if both Gates and Oates got other awards too. So I guess the question is right. Like how many votes actually would the two guys that tied get? Knowing that I bet the other two guys got a lot of votes too. So. Not to get heavy Vanderbilt here, but I did just see Joe Lenardi's bracket came out. Uh, bracketology came out uh, just about thirty minutes ago or so. Vandy was on the next four out. Now they are no longer even on the list for the bubble teams. <laughs> Do you feel it's still just SEC tournament champions or bust for them to get in? 
Well, here's here's what I always say, and and again, this is where I think it's very easy to take what someone says on one day and forget that they said it in that on that day and try to apply it for the following days. This is this is March, and this is March Madness. So a couple of days ago, if you'd asked me, I think they could have really been in the chance to win two games and get in. Now, if you look at what's happened around them, because when you're on the bubble, it, what, what matters is what happens around you too. Now they probably have a little more work to do because they haven't been helped by a couple other teams around them that are picking up good wins. So that, I think, is what you have to remember. And the fact is there are teams that are going to steal bids, uh, perhaps in some of these power conferences, very possible. Um, and so that's the thing. Like This is something that changes literally by the afternoon, evening, you know, n- next day. Like When games are played, their spot is going to change a lot. And now that they're moving backwards, again, I wouldn't have said that two days ago, but now games have been played since then. And so they've not been helped by a couple different teams. I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head because I don't have my uh, computer in front of me. But, like, I think teams like Penn State, like that, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, like, they are just kind of in a position where they have to keep winning. And maybe now that they're moving backwards a little bit, maybe that number looks more like needing three instead of two for me. So, Blake, let's look at the SC tournament that does start here in Nashville on this Wednesday. It will kick off uh, first game Ole Miss, South Carolina, and then following that will be LSU, Georgia. On the bracket going forward, who do you think has the best or let's just say the quote-unquote easiest path to the championship? I mean – I think that Alabama's got – I mean, and look, they're the number one overall seed, but I, I think the bracket breaks pretty well for Alabama, um, you know, because I think it really for them that it's getting past Mississippi State if Mississippi State beats Florida because they played them pretty well uh, in Tuscaloosa, and so I think that's a game that I would keep an, an eye on if you're going to look at it, maybe Alabama getting upset. But um, I just like – I don't know. I like the way it sets up. They haven't played well the past couple of weeks. Maybe they get refocused here. Um, come in, take care of business. So not that surprising as the one seed. I, I think the bottom part of the bracket is honestly the one that has the most potential outcomes to me because you do have Kentucky down there. You have Vanderbilt down there that's playing as well as they are. You've got Texas A&M. You've got Auburn and Arkansas who don't feel like they should be 7-10 and 10, you know, in the seeding in the SEC tournament. So I think there's a lot of wild scenarios you could get, any combination of those teams in the semifinals. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I, I feel like the top part of the bracket feels a lot more. I'm not going to say predictable, Zach, because you know that's a terrible thing to say. Because that mm-hmm. in the SEC that never works. Um, it, it's never predictable. But I, I do feel like you're looking at an Alabama versus Tennessee or Missouri showdown in the semis there. But I, I have no idea what to expect from the bottom part of that bracket. Well, Tennessee, that's the question that's up in the air because just how how much that team looks different due to injuries and then also just that last game against Auburn. I mean, I think any any moron could have picked Auburn to beat Tennessee just because of how everything was shaping out and especially with Bruce Pearl and his history, obviously, uh, with Tennessee. You knew that they were going to make sure they made their presence known, especially after he, you know, threw his headset across the the, <laughs> the, the scores table and all that kind of stuff. But Tennessee right now just feels like a team that – they may not even get out of their out of their bracket spot, let alone in the March Madness tournament, but also in the SEC tournament because they're just so 
un unsexy. They're not. They don't score points. They their defense. They were known for their defense, and their best defender now is injured. So I mean, that's a team to me that I feel like is a automatic upset alert for the the going forward here. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I I think Tennessee is going to be interesting because they're they're still good enough to win games. It's just do they get the right bracket? And I think that's what it always comes down to this time of year. And obviously, it's for different circumstances this year with Ziegler out. But um, yeah, I mean, he was a big part of what they do. And I know they beat Arkansas without him um, and did it pretty impressive fashion. But again, when you get in those tournament type scenarios where it's game after game. You know, today you play a game, tomorrow you play a game, um, or in the NCAA tournament you play Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. I just think that can become sort of a grind, especially for a team like that that does struggle on offense sometimes. And, you know, it's like we talked about over in season. The, the thing with Tennessee is their defense was almost flawless to the point to where they could have some of those offensive struggles. Well, now, you know, if your defense starts to slip a little bit, do you have that same sort of room for error? And, you know, can you have those sustained offensive, you know, sequences that sometimes where they just can't score? And I don't know what the answer is to that. And, again, that's why we always say matchups matter in the NCAA tournament specifically. But, you know, I don't hate their bracket in the SEC tournament because I think it's, you know, they're going to get either South Carolina or Ole Miss, and they've beaten South Carolina by 40-something both times. I don't even remember what the game with Ole Miss. I think that was, like, maybe the first or second game of the SEC play. They only won by a few, I think, in Oxford. But, a long time ago um so i think it sets up nicely for them to get there against that matchup against missouri and you know in all honesty missouri's a team that i think sometimes is hit and miss depends on how they're playing defense um but obviously they can score tennessee saw that in knoxville but i yeah i mean tennessee's a wild card <laughs> and i hate to say that because like we say it every year but i think in the sec tournament in the ncaa tournament even for a team that's been that good at times they're just sort of i think a wild card right now and you don't really know what to expect the first two days of the SC tournament, Blake, which which matchup are you really looking forward the most to seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think that Auburn, like I said, that Auburn Arkansas game to me is just like how how did those teams get to the point to where they're they're <laughs> facing each other in the seven ten game? But that that's where we are. I mean, really, I think Arkansas being the ten, I don't know that I could have ever saw that coming. I mean, I really, I, I think this was a team that back in November. I even went as far as to say, look, you see how Auburn's or Arkansas was playing in the Maui Invitational, and once they get Nick Smith, their potential top five draft pick playing, that's a team that could win the whole thing. And yet, here they are, you know, as a 10 seed in the SEC tournament. So I think that's the most intriguing. I don't think it matters from a seeding standpoint who wins. Both are in the NCAA tournament, but um, I just think that's the one you definitely circle. And I mean, look, I, I think, again, the other one is, you know, there's a lot of storylines, right? It's can Vandy beat a Georgia or LSU and get to that game against Kentucky, and can they keep that streak going? Um, I don't know if there's a lot of suspense with Tennessee and whoever the opponent is there, but the Mississippi State-Florida game has suspense because I think Mississippi State has to win to be in the NCAA tournament. If they don't, I think they'll get left out. And so th- there is a lot at stake on Thursday, and-, and I'm very curious to see how some of those games play out. Is, Ar- is Arkansas Fugazi, are they, are, they, are they fake? Are they real? Uh, it, 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 a lot of people are questioning why they're in the NCAA tournament. This is probably the main gripe that you've seen on your Twitter with all the net, net rankings and all that kind of thing. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it doesn't. It seems like they're also going to be just bounced out of here pretty quick. The computers love Arkansas way more than I think there's reason to at this point. Um, 
you can only go on potential for so long. And I think this is a team that had a ton of potential, and they've just not been consistent enough against the good teams to, to realize that, especially down the stretch. And that's unusual because think about it. Who's been the last team standing in the SEC and has gotten to the Elite Eight in back-to-back seasons? It's Arkansas. But they still get there? I think they can. Like, But it's, it's going to take a situation where they have the bracket fall in the best possible way because they're just not playing well right now. So, um, yeah, the, the net rankings, the computers, they love Arkansas. But the eye test, I don't know how you could love Even Arkansas fans don't love Arkansas right now because they're just not playing that well. Um, so, yeah, I think Arkansas seeding-wise is going to be very interesting because I, they could be overseeded, but I also would not be shocked if they wind up being, you know, a bit lower even than people think they're going to. <laughs> that, that's, your, that's your next headline, Blake. Uh, if, you're, if you're wanting to get clicks, the computer loves Arkansas as much as it hates Vanderbilt. Well, <laughs> right that, there. <laughs> I mean, that may be true because they're on complete opposite ends. And well, one team's the sixth seed in the SEC, one team's the ten seed. So, yeah. Uh, Blake Lovell has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. Blake, thanks so much. It, it, we're all. It's good. I'll see you at the SEC tournament, but it's going to be yep. madness since next time we talk. I imagine. Yep, sounds good. We'll see you there, buddy. Appreciate Blake Lovell joining us there. If you really, if you're trying to keep.